Welcome back guys, it's Nick from 50 Campfires, and this is the episode of The Daily Outdoor that we recorded on March 22nd, 2018. We learned about a program at Utah State University in outdoor product design and development, and had the opportunity to interview Chase Anderson, who represents the program. It was a great conversation, and if you're looking for a changing career path, or maybe someone you know is, it's definitely worth checking out. Enjoy. The loudest thing I've heard all day. Do you like day. that? No, I hate that. You like that voice? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. We are in Studio A today. We and have a special guest. We are, we are celebrating a holiday today. Oh, man. You're going to do this? start doing this to me now. Well, you did it to me for so long, and I decided that I hated it so much, and I would do it right back <laughs> to you. because The only thing I know yep. is that it's International Water Day. Internet? That's not a thing, is it? It is National Water Day. It's something water. You just day. called it International Water Day. Is that well, a thing? the whole world should celebrate water, not just right? our nation. I agree with that. No, it is. It is Water Day. Really? Yes. So happy. How did I steal your thunder? Happy International Water Day, but that is not the holiday I'm talking about. Okay. Today is. I got this from uh, cameraman Jeff actually this morning while he and I were shooting. Today is a big birthday. Captain Kirk. William Shatner's birthday. Is today. Oh man! Guess how old he is? Oh, uh, 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 seventy-three. You're you're close. Eighty-seven. <laughs> no. Eighty-seven years old. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't believe it. He's Isn't a, that shocking? He's a trekkie, though. He hasn't even been ill once. In fact, it's odd if you even have a cough. Uh, aboard the Starship Enterprise. That's true. How would, You would imagine that people would get real sick real quick on the Starship Enterprise. But no. If you're feeling even a little Not bit Captain off Kirk. in that futuristic setting, everyone's super concerned. Yes. Even if you get a headache, it's weird. So for those of us, for those <laughs> of you watching us on Facebook Live, I just posted a link below. If you haven't found our podcast yet on iTunes or the Google Play Store or Anchor or... Stitcher or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. It's a really, I highly recommend it as it's a way to. It's hosted by these two really handsome guys. Pastime. That have faces made for radio we're, and voices made for print. I was just going to say, we're super attractive on the podcast. We're super good looking on the podcast. <laughs> so instead looking. of sitting in, you know, bumper to bumper traffic looking for hawks in the trees, which is what I do. <laughs> That's why I passed my time. Don't ever acknowledge that. Don't, don't admit that ever again. <laughs> Put a podcast on. It's a good thing you're married. Because if you were to bring that up in conversation, it would get real Rebecca, weird. absolutely. When and where. We are not, uh, hey, we're, not we're no strangers to a brewski around a campfire. I am. In fact, we're going to be doing that next week. Hmm. What's up, Sandy? It's true. Clint and I are on the road with cameraman Jeff starting Monday. We're going to be exploring central Florida and the waterways that lead to it. Uh, we're going to be fishing and crabbing and kayaking and... I'm going to watch you catch a shark. I want, no. you, I want you to catch... I'm you're, nervous you're, about you're that. You're going to be up first because if we only get one, yep. you're way more nervous about it than me. Well, I'm nervous to have a shark on the boat. <laughs> That's the number one thing that makes me nervous. So <laughs> I'm going to give the captain, I'm going to slip him a $100 bill to do something just kind of crazy to scare you a little bit extra maybe for the camera. So just so everyone knows, I also <laughs> just posted a link down below. Today or tomorrow is the last day to enter to win the limited edition 50 Campfires Daily Outdoor Magnet. Uh, oh, cameraman Jeff just happens to have one right there. Uh, so enter to win. 
I really want to send you one because I would love to see a picture of it sitting on your or hanging on your refrigerator. I mean, with like that. some kids' art and our faces. And it'd be and, like we watch you have dinner every night. And a super night. tiny unusable calendar from the furnace company that everybody <laughs> has. <laughs> so. Uh, something you should know is we've been having guests for the last couple of weeks here on Daily Outdoor because we think it's, it's fun. fun to meet people that are doing I've cool outdoor it, things around the country. And today is no exception. We have a guest joining us all the way from Utah. You and I have spent some time in Utah. Quite a bit of time. We have. For the Outdoor Retailer Show. Out, outdoor Retailer. Outdoor Retailer. <laughs> outdoor Retailer traditionally was held in Salt Lake City for like the last 20 or 30 years. Perhaps. We'll have to ask, we'll have to ask him, but... yeah. Without further ado, oh, Sandy, thank you for registering. Oh, Rebecca would grill us to a pizza. Uh, I can't tell if that's a little a... bit out of control here, <laughs> Rebecca. Rebecca. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest, Chase Anderson from Utah State University in Logan, Utah. Chase, welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Excited yeah, to be this, here. This is awesome. I'm pretty stoked because this, the the area that you work in, Chase is basically 80% of the conversations Nick and I and the rest of the 50 Campfires team have every single day. All, all we ever do is sit around pretty much and talk about what we, what's well-designed, what we don't like, what we like, and that's a, it's a big majority of the time spent here. So. That's a good point. So Chase, what program do you work on there at the U Utah State University? Yeah, so I, I work here at the university full-time for a program uh, that's well, congratulations on being employed. Full-time. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, the program's three years old, uh, and it's called Outdoor Product Design and Development. So it's the first, first and only undergraduate degree in the U.S. focused on training designers for the outdoor industry. Dude, that that's is really, I'm really actually cool. a little jealous. And I, this is the second time this has happened in like two weeks where I've met someone, and I'm like, I thought I had a pretty good gig. I think it being an outdoor product designer might be a pretty good gig. I think if uh, I think if you hung out with us, you would think that we were at least in the program as opinionated as we are about <laughs> outdoor gear. We are pretty opinionated on outdoor gear. So, Indeed. So tell us, uh, how did this program get off the ground? Where did it come from? You know, it, and I should say, we know that we hit on something. Um, and something that was going to work when people we tell, um, you know, talk to about the program, say, where was this when I was going to school? And we hear that every day. Um, so the program, again, started about three years ago, um, and it was really a product of industry coming to the university and, and the outdoor industry being very strong here, here in Utah uh, with some big players, including Black Diamond and, and Petzl and Vista Outdoors, Browning, uh, the list goes on. Um, industry here in Utah coming to us and saying, there's an issue. We, we need designers who also uh, or who understand how to design products for our industry. Um, there's, there's things that are unique about our industry, materials that are used in the industry. Um, and, and there hasn't really been a traditional pathway for a product designer to enter the outdoor industry. It's, it's usually been people in their garage making gear um, or people who stumble into a company uh, just out of sheer passion and desire, um, but there really hasn't been a, a formal a formal program or pathway uh, or workforce development pathway for for a student to to enter the industry. So that, that that's sense. where our program fits. You and I actually know a couple of product designers. Yes, and it kind of seems like the path that they followed was just working their way up from. I don't want to make a joke, but like like janitorial <laughs> level, and then like just to get a foot in the door, and then yeah. be able to eventually work their way up to 
to actually doing product designing and doing what they want to do. So that's cool. Well, and some of that is just built into the DNA of, of the industry. You have Yvonne Chouinard, um, you know, built Chouinard equipment by blacksmithing out of his garage, right? So, so some of that is just ingrained in the industry. People who are in their garage making gear because they're out using it and they need to make something that, that works better for them or, or the activity that they're participating in. So that's, that's traditionally how it's been. Um, but the university saw an opportunity um, and a need and, and responded to industry coming to us and asking for, for a solution. So Chase, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but there is a question from the audience and they, I'm sure you could go on and on and on and on and I don't want you to give away your program, but they're asking if they have any, any tips for breaking into the outdoor design industry. It sounds like you're kind of, you're talking about going the educational path. Is that what you'd recommend or what's you your, know, what's your uh, I'm definitely biased. You know, we, we would love to <laughs> no. have, have anyone and everyone come to our program and study. Um, you know, if, if that's not the pathway for you or if you have a degree, uh, you know, we'd, we'd invite you to come back. But uh, we know that's not necessarily the pathway for everybody. But um, to break into the industry, I would just recommend going to the shows, talking to people. It's, it's the answer that I think you hear all the time, but it's, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Um, sure. and, and I would just advise talk, if you want to get into product design, get to know product designers. Um, that, that's where I would start. Uh, so that, I don't know if that's new information necessarily. Um, but that, that's where I would start. No, but it gives somebody a starting point, at least uh, a, a specific position to perhaps target in their, wherever they live. Mm-hmm. So I've actually, I, this is not a comment for Chase as it is as, as much for us, uh, we're, there's an audience member, Valerie, who's asking us to do the whole show in our NPR voices. Oh, that no? would get irritating so fast. And she, why would we do something? Nobody like wants that? to deal with that. No. All right. So, anyways, so how many people are currently enrolled in the program at Utah State? Yeah. So we're currently busting at the seams. We've got about 180 students in our program. Oh, congratulations! Um, but that's awesome. that, and that's declared outdoor product design majors. Um, I, I'd have to look at the numbers, but there's there's maybe another hundred who are exploring the major, so who are taking one or two classes. They haven't declared, um, but this is it, it's interesting. When the program started, um, and we were trying to account for facility space and reserving certain rooms to teach these classes, the university expected maybe twenty students, and there were about seventy that first semester. Oh, um, wow. and, and so it's been explosive growth, um, so, throughout these first three years. Chase, what's the, so a lot of programs will have one or two very popular courses for undergrads who are just kind of filling up their electives and maybe aren't going to take that class. Uh, what's one of those for you guys that kind of sort of baits the hook or a class that mm. people would take and get really excited about? You know, uh, we've got one, it's a history of out, outdoor products in a history of the outdoor industry. Super- so we have one of our faculty members who goes through really just the history of product, um, history of outdoor products. Um, and, and that's a, that's a class that hooks a lot of people, uh, just to, to understand who these, who the innovators, who the innovators yeah. are in the industry, where the industry's come from, where it's going, just kind of a high level overview of, of what this industry is and, and the impact that students could have in the industry. So that, that's one that I can think of that really hooks people and gives them an introduction. And I don't remember where I read the story, but there was actually a, a story about that class. And it looked like they go all the way back to like 
old snowshoes and, and canoes and all sorts of kind oh, of yeah pre prehistoric yeah. you know out, outdoor gear outdoor. and yeah sure oh, sure yeah. yeah that's pretty cool so i don't know about you clint but i can talk lots about my experience in college very little <laughs> of it has to do with kind of the classwork and a lot of it has to do with everything else that's surrounded my collegiate experience <laughs> but what i want to know is are, are there any success stories chase from people that have completed the program or maybe internships or, you know, where, where are these people landing? Where are they, what are they doing? Sure. And th this is where I get most excited and, and could go on and on and uh, telling you about success stories that we've had, even in the first three years. So to give you an idea, we haven't had any graduates yet. Our first graduating class is the spring of 2019. Um, wow. So we haven't had any graduates yet. Um, it's like which, a, which, it's like a fine whiskey. It's just sitting there aging until <laughs> that's, it's the top of the Exactly. Um, and and that, that seems a little daunting um, to, to, you know, working in a university setting where you're in the cycle of four years and, and, you know, we're curious, are we preparing the students enough to go out and actually get jobs? And uh, af after this next year, we'll see. Um, but luckily for us, we've had some early successes um, that are showing us that I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, we've we've all already placed, uh, well, we placed one student at Patagonia last summer in a sportswear design internship. Um, and then we have our second student going there this summer, uh, there this summer doing sportswear design. Um, so that there, there's some of those indications that are showing us that we're on the right pathway, even though we haven't graduated any students yet. Um, we, we've had students, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, they just tend gonna... to gravitate towards a certain type of product like that they're interested in designing or, or is it all over the board? That's the interesting part is outdoor is such a broad, uh, it's such a broad industry, right? And, and you see that when you go to outdoor retailer, it's, it's technical apparel that Arcteryx develops all the way to lifetime products, making picnic tables. Right for for outdoor use. So outdoor is such a broad uh, a broad um, industry, and and our students represent that industry as well. And on one end you have the Patagonias, and then the, on the other end you have Hook, hook and Bullet and, and Browning type you know or type sure. individuals or students who who gravitate more towards the Hook and Bullet side. Um, so we have to figure out what are the core design principles that any student needs to know to break out into the industry, either on the soft goods side or the hard goods side, teach them those foundational principles. Um, and then they, they are then able to design the product of their choice or, you know, if, if that makes sense. So yeah, we, no, totally. you know, you had mentioned that the kind of the best way to, to meet these people is to go out and rub elbows and, mm -hmm. and kind of plug into the industry, you know, and, and people that are listening might not be as familiar as, excuse me, say we are because we're in the industry, but outdoor retailers, a big trade show that happens every year. Mm -hmm. uh, they do two shows. There's a summer show and a winter show. And just about every brand that exists in the kind of non-hook and bullet outdoor space, I would say, mm -hmm. where it's hiking and climbing and camping and snowshoeing and skiing all, all live at this outdoor retailer show. But then it's interesting you talked about, you know, brands like picnic table companies. Yeah. Right. We also go to the National Hardware Show mm -hmm. because of the large presence of outdoor products that are there that don't kind of fall into that soft or hard goods, but are a whole different category, but still exist in our space. Right. So yeah. You know. Yeah. I was point. just going to mention Lifetime Products uh, is, is based here in Utah. So if you have a picnic table, chances are it's a Lifetime product. 
Um, they they also make kayaks, and they've just broken out into the into the cooler space and have developed a, a Yeti type cooler. Um, and, and we have a student who's going there this uh, this summer to intern for them. So yeah, very broad industry. So that that was our challenge: is how do we distill down those core design skills that a product designer needs to go out into any any area of the industry that they're most passionate about. Now, once they enter the the junior senior year, we allow them to specialize because the skill set that an apparel designer needs, a technical apparel designer who wants to go work for Patagonia is very different from the the skills that a student is going to need if they want to go to work for a lifetime or work for Black Diamond developing climbing gear. And so in in those later two years, they get to specialize in either technical apparel or gear. Got it. So, you know, something that's interesting to me and strikes me, if you've got, if you guys are busting at the seams where you are and, you you know, you're almost, it sounds like you're almost running out of space. Why aren't there more schools, in, in your opinion, that are offering programs like this across the country? Yeah, that that's a good question, and um, I don't I don't know if I necessarily know the answer. I've I've talked with educators from other universities, and and our program is is on their radar. Um, I think recent press that that we've gotten from outside and um, and other sources is kind of raising the profile of the program and and showing that it's a viable option. Um, I, you know, I, I hear rumblings of other programs that are going to start. Um, so I don't think it's a conscious decision from schools not to create programs like this. I, I think it's a matter of time before we see others. Um, and in my opinion, that just validates the need for our program. Um, you know, to see other programs pop up just means that that there's a need and it, it legitimizes our program and their programs, um, showing that this is a this is a valid industry and there's a workforce development needs need that needs to be met uh, through through education. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I don't want to, obviously, if people want more information, I, um, here, let me send out a link right now in the comments below directly to your program there at Utah State University. If people want more information about the program or want to dive in or just kind of want to follow along with what you're doing, I think it's fascinating and I think it's really oh. relevant, especially. I mean, it's super interesting to me. I have like 10 more questions. I can, I just, it's super. Well, what's a. You and Chase can sit and text each other. <laughs> we absolutely can. You and Chase can sit what's, and text each other after the show. What's, a, what's an area of outdoor product design that gets, that kind of gets your attention, Chase, when something comes through the news or a product that you think is exciting that where, where developments are happening? You know, uh, one area that I'm really excited about for our students is is the technical apparel side. Um, I see when I go to the industry, I see a lot of Me Too products, um, sure. uh, and sometimes it seems like you're looking to develop product, isn't it? You just copy yeah. what someone else has done. <laughs> it, it seems like you you go and it, it, sometimes not every show, but you see the same jacket with a different brand on it, um, I, and I just see the opportunity for our students to really push push the envelope, uh, learn about performance materials and really bring some, some innovation to the apparel side. Um, but, but then again, there, there's a lot of areas that are exciting to me, but that, that's one that came to mind. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Do you have facilities? What, uh, anything available for the students who want to work on ideas or prototypes as part of the program? They, absolutely. So uh, a big part of the program, um, you know, the students are going to learn how to sketch, almost like an industrial designer, they're going to learn the digital tools to be able to design and create through Illustrator, through CAD programs. Um, but, but the big need that we saw is training designers who can take those, those illustrations, those sketches, those ideas, and then translate them into prototypes. 
And so we, we have a few different labs on campus. We've got a, a textile and sewing lab. Um, so the students are down there creating their own apparel, their own backpacks, their own, you know, all, all sorts of different Very textile cool. based products. And then we've got a metal shop where students are milling out um, their own equipment. Uh, one of the projects they're working on right now is a belay device. Um, so students are, are milling out their own belay devices using 3D printers to prototype those, refine the idea, and then awesome. um, ca casting uh, metal-based products, um, so casting their own carabiners and, and belay devices. It's, it's pretty interesting to see what the students are able to create when you give them the design fundamentals uh, teach them a, uh, how to use a piece of equipment and let them run wild and, and develop their ideas. So we have another question here. And so uh, the question is, in your program, is there much of a focus on material science, both in soft and hard goods? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and and this, is, this is where it's pretty interesting. Industry informs so much of, of what our program should be teaching. Um, ultimately, we want these students to go out, have impact, get jobs and move the industry forward. And so we listen to them a lot when we have a board meeting coming up in, in April with our advisory board. And that's, that's about 20 companies from the industry. Um, and they inform a lot of what we ought to be preparing these designers for. And textile science comes up a lot. Material science comes up. We have, we currently have a textile science class and they dive into uh, properties of textiles and performance materials um, we're, we're building out a, more of a composites and material science class for those students who are going more the hard goods pathway. And we go to industry to, to refine what that class looks like and what the outcomes should be um, leaving that class. So our, our curriculum's um, pretty flexible and we're evolving as we continue to work with industry. So That's great question. Cool. So I hate to cut you off, but is there anything else that you want to leave kind of our, our viewers and our listeners with? What's the, what's the main takeaway that, you know, you want to be able to transmit to them? You know, I would say if, if there's an industry that you're passionate in, there's, there's a pathway into it. And uh, sometimes it's not defined, like, you know, like having a, a program like ours there to help you get in. Um, but, but I would just say our program is, is an example that, you, know, you can break out into any industry that you really want and are passionate about. Um, so it, it's, it's corny to say this, but if, if you're passionate about something, there's, there's a chance that you can get in. Um, if you get to know people in the industry and, and you have the skills to add value to that industry, you can get in. So, um, you know, our, our program's filling a need there. Um, That's great I, I don't think that you should tell that to Clint because I think that he would start to become like a high wired aerial trapeze artist or something. <laughs> I can I'm make already some taking friends. the community ed class for yeah, that. So. That so, yeah, there's, there's big money in trapeze artists, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Chase, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we posted links below. So if anyone wants to learn more about this program at Utah State University, follow the links. And yep. yeah, we wish you guys the best of luck. Well, thank you. And, and if you want to include my email there as well, feel free to reach out directly. And I'm happy to answer questions. So Great. Awesome. We will do that. We'll follow up with your email for everyone. And yeah, you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, hey, Chase. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Bye. See, Chase knows I'm making buku bucks as a trapeze artist. He does not know that. I'm filling my 401k. You know, so I'm actually glad. Normally, four years. Normally, we lead into the kind of our guest. Well, it's, it turns out that the guest led into me. That's the best. My outdoor product design. Oh, <laughs> that's right.
<laughs> so I forced cameraman Jeff to come out into the woods with me today. Yeah, you did. You guys were, you guys were gone for a while. On because your we were working activity. on, I made my daughter a walking stick complete with leather handle that I've sewn up with some paracord. Not enough there in case of an emergency. Uh, depends on what the emergency is. Yeah, like if you could do a tourniquet. Shoelace, shoelace brooks. Tourniquet on arm. And then I've got a little, uh, a little, I don't even know, tchotchke. Is that a tchotchke? But yeah, that's it's my, a little uh, mini tassel. So uh, yeah. as, as much fun I was making. And then I burned it, I burned the whole thing with uh, a burn zomatic torch. You did, it's it's pretty sweet. I got to say you did a, you did a very good job. Would you like to pre-order one for Christmas? <laughs> um, it depends on what you're going to charge me. Mm, what would you pay for it? What would you pay for a fine piece of woodwork? Well, we discussed like earlier today that if this was in a gift shop, perhaps. I said twelve ninety five. You went yeah. up to fifteen. Well, I'm I'm willing to negotiate. So I'm glad that we're at least <laughs> in the ballpark here. We can make something happen. Um, shout out to both Jeffs if they're still on. I saw Jeff Rinderl was he came through a little bit earlier and he said he had to get back to work. But thank you guys for popping oh, on. See, hang on, really Sandy. Sandy always. likes my uh, walking stick, so I'm going to present this to my five year old daughter tonight after school. I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you should make a special fifty campfires one, and we could raffle it off. Ooh, that's hmm. not a bad idea. I have a wood burner. You could you could you could sign it in the leather with my wood burning kit. <laughs> no one wants my signature. <laughs> oh oh, here we go. Why is that art fair? It would be twenty five dollars minimum. Minimum. Thank you, Valerie. I'm glad to see that you're on my team with this idea. You like, and Val is... need to get your booth together. Can you put the deposit down on the booth? Oh, <laughs> kayak <laughs> Jana. Sure. It's amazing as well. So, She's biased. Yes, that's what we've got today. But what I do want to lead up to is that next week, Clint and I will be on the road with cameraman Jeff and camera Kylie traveling through the swampy backwaters of the state of Florida. Follow every single social platform because we'll be filling up Instagram and we'll be on Twitter and Facebook we'll be all here live, week long. Likely. Yeah, I, I, we try to trip. do one live a day. We're going to try to kick off the trip Monday afternoon at the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, outside uh, or in Orlando, we gonna do something live there. Oh yeah, sweet. It's likely it. gonna be a dance and a song. We're gonna maybe pick up some kayaks there. I'm stoked. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be a great week. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. If you have not found us yet on our podcast apps, please do it and go over there and subscribe and give us a like. Anything interesting cool? this weekend? Weekend check-in. Uh, Other need, than packing. I, I need a haircut. I'm gonna pack. And I'm going to probably hang out with my family. That sounds fantastic. What about you? Tomorrow there is a, like an outdoor-oriented art show at the Light Gray something studio I've never been to in Minneapolis. Never been. And it looks, it looks super cool. There's a, whole, there's a whole section of art that's devoted to specifically campfire. Really? Hanging out. And like, Are yeah. the artists going to be there? Um, I don't know. It's, well, it probably because it's the opening reception. So... Potential for a live, quick live blast, maybe, if some of the artists are there. Nice. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty cool. So I'll be doing that tomorrow night and then packing the rest of the weekend. <laughs> I'm going to try to pack light this time. Yeah. We it's going to be that. like 80 degrees in Florida. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. into it. I'm just going with what I'm wearing. That's it. Nothing else. Don't you dare wear that wool sweater. It'd be brutal. I'm not into it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got for you today. I am Nick from 50 Campfires. And Clint from 50 Campfires. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you next week live from Florida. Later. All right, so what do you think? Are you going to change career paths, move to Logan, Utah, attend Utah State University, get a degree in outdoor product design and development? Well, if you have any more questions or just need a little bit more information, Chase is available. 
His email is chase, C-H-A-S-E, dot Anderson at U-S-U dot E-D-U. He'd love to follow up with you. If you're looking for more tips, tricks, gear reviews, recipes, and more, visit us at 50campfires.com. And don't forget, please subscribe and rate the Daily Outdoor Podcast wherever you're listening. Thanks and see you next time.